It's your girl, Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to... Just Ghouly Things. I tried to do like a high... And like harmonize, but I don't know if it really worked. We'll see in post. Who knows? But welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 68. And we are your bootsyful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. And if this is your first time listening, just welcome. Not welcome back. But hopefully we can welcome you back in the next episode. So, pretty much, I read five scary story encounters. Lily reads five scary story encounters. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at just cooly things podcast at gmail.com but i think it's pretty simple wouldn't you say <laughs> i i would agree i have got my iced coffee size medium shout out duncan i'm gonna sip some Sponsor asmr <sighs> and i've got my um cream cheese with deli ham bagel Ooh, on deck for the right memorial now. day weekend vibes Happy Memorial Day. Yes, happy Memorial Day. Thank you to everyone that has served. Um, Do you know in my town they're still having a parade? Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, you will not be seeing me fucking there, but um, (laughs) because I'm recording the podcast. But I just thought it was so weird because Mike went to go get bagels and... I guess the guy from town was like, hey, do you live on, like, this side of town? And he was like, yeah, why? And he's like, well, you better start heading home because they're about to block the street off for the parade. And Mike was like, full, like, there's a, like, I guess Memorial Day. I didn't even know they had a Memorial Day parade, but he was like, during quarantine? And they're like, yeah, I guess so. I was like, okay, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Damn. Well, you got to do what you got to do. Parade's got to happened i i guess i guess but you know what the most important thing was that mike was able to get here with my bagel and and, uh coffee so that's what counts that's what makes the world go round and what makes this podcast possible exactly all right lily ready for your first story born ready this one is called multiple shadow people in my home So this one's a little longer, but it's good. There have been several times where I've seen shadow figures or when my family has. The first time I remember was a couple of years ago. For context, there is a film on all of our windows that is supposed to do something like block out UV or do something. I don't actually remember what they're for. My parents put them up when they built the house. Anyways, at night, this film causes the windows to reflect back into the house as if there's light on in the room. So, I was up late one night doing dishes that I had forgotten to do earlier that day, and everyone else was at the other end of the house asleep. I looked up at the window and at the window that's in front of our kitchen sink, and in the reflection behind me, I saw this tall, light gray figure streak past the entrance to our kitchen, disappearing into the living room. It was swift and totally silent. Didn't even look like it was walking. It was more like a glide. I hadn't processed what I had actually seen, so I went into the living room to see who had gone in there so late at night. When I went in and flipped on the switch, there was no one there as usual. I was super weirded out, so I finished the dishes and went to bed. Nothing happened for a while. The second time was when I turned the corner to walk down our hallway. As I rounded it, I saw at the end of the hallway this big, burly black shadow halfway leaning out of the doorway at the very end of the hall. As soon as I saw it, it ducked back into the room. 
I went and checked, but of course there was nothing there. The third time was actually my sister's experience. We were hanging out in the kitchen one night and my sister mentioned that she wanted to watch Mulan. I was excited, so I ran back to my room down the hall to get it. She said that as she looked over at the hall, because she saw, thought she heard me coming, a figure ran by, again, vanishing into the living room. She thought it had been me as she saw it so briefly, so she went in there and was really confused to find that I wasn't even in there. I was still in my room trying to find the movie. My family hadn't gone in there either. And this is kind of a bonus thing, but I kind of want to mention it. I suppose it could have been like my brain just being weird at night, but it seems too vivid. I woke up at 1.30 in the morning one night, feeling wide awake for some reason. It was like I hadn't even been asleep. At first, I was just trying to go back to bed, but just as I was fixing to roll over, I started to hear it. Whispers of two male voices, like having a conversation or some kind of exchange. And when I shot up in my bed, one sounded as though they said, shh, in surprise, and went totally silent. <laughs> it was coming from near my closet, which was diagonal from my bed. I was so scared that I got up and left my room. No one was up, and no TVs were left on either. That was one that freaked me out the most. Maybe the stories are connected and the black shadow person was conversing with the gray one. Who knows? I haven't experienced anything in a very long time now, though. The end. Uh, that's so weird. There's definitely Throw so the much activity. Away. <laughs> if, if I were to fucking experience hearing voices near my closet of my room and all of a sudden they realize that I realize they're there and they go shh because they're surprised and they're trying to be quiet <laughs> I'm noping it the fuck out of there exactly nope 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 oh god I mean it doesn't yeah. really seem like malicious but it I mean it just seems like they're just beings that are there maybe passed away on the property or the house I mean it'd be interesting to know the history of the place mm-hmm um, but they are, they are definitely intelligent. They are definitely yeah. intelligent spirits, to say the very least. They clearly know what's going on. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay, what's your story? My next story is titled, Weird Thing Happened Tonight. Hi, all. Very weird thing happened tonight. I was dropping my girlfriend off at her house like I do every night. But as we were saying our goodbyes on her porch, we heard the sound of a dog wailing as if it were being mauled. She lives near a flood channel that frequents coyotes, so we walked over to see if we could see anything. Once we started walking over, the howling stops. What do we see? Nada. Not a thing, not even movement in the water as if someone would have just been there. I glanced at the side because something caught my eye. A light to a nearby business building turned off. Just one outdoor light, not all of them, as if, that, as if the bulb went out. I saw a shadowy blur of movement across the face of the building as if something were there. Then the light turned back on as if nothing happened. We crossed the street to look at the other side of the ditch. Same thing, nothing there. Then the street light above our heads instantly shut off. Then suddenly, uh, then it suddenly sprung back to life and started flickering a deep orange, almost red color. It's usually a bright white LED light, just for those that don't know. Then it flickered off and then back on. But now it was back to its normal bright white color. We were pretty creeped out at this point, so we crossed the street again to hear, to head back to her house. As we were crossing the street, we heard a door creak open and then slam. We looked outside to see if anyone was left, uh, if anyone had left their house, but nope. 
Same noise happened three, maybe four times before we made it across the street. It's a six-lane road, four main, two turns, so it takes a fair amount of time to cross when you're just walking. Still, we didn't see anyone or hear anyone talking or anything, just the sound of the door, creaking, then slamming. After that, we rushed her home and uh, went inside. I ran to my car, then drove home. I just wanted to tell someone about this and, I guess, get an opinion? Does it sound like anything ghostly or paranormal or anything? Or maybe just a spooky trail of events? I really like opinions on this, as my girlfriend and I are both a bit flustered from it all. The end. Yeah, I would be flustered, too. That's spooky kooky-ooky. Mm-hmm. And the fact the light changed to, like, an ominous red-orange, that yeah. just sounds, like, that, dark that, and demonic. That's when I would sprint out of there. Yeah, and, like, the fact that this being had enough energy that every time it passed the light, it, like, turned the light off. As if mm-hmm. it made itself not be seen. I don't like that. Mm-mm. <laughs> get the fuck back in that house, guys. I did. Like, you know get what? Get back in the house. This shouldn't have even been a story. The moment I think I hear something howling near my house, I'm not investigating shit. Yeah, whether it's there or not. That that that's that gets me too. The howling and then seeing nothing. Yeah. Mm. Some werewolf-ish out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. All right, Lily, what's your next story? This is called, uh, I didn't believe in ghosts until my family bought a house. <laughs> my family and I had moved to a different state and bought a house. I no longer live there, but I definitely remember a few odd things that happened while living there. Our house was built in the 70s and was a fixer-upper. A husband and wife had lived there a few years prior to us moving in, and the wife had died of cancer. I didn't know this until after I had my first paranormal experience at the house because my parents thought my sister and I would be scared if we knew someone had died in the house. My friend found out online that the lady died in her home by Googling her name. (laughs) Literally so easy. Um, My first experience is when I was in the basement doing my makeup. We were renovating the upstairs bathroom, so I had to use the one downstairs. When I was putting on mascara and was close to the mirror, I saw a black figure in the corner of my eye. It was like a person was standing right behind me, and it felt, and I felt there was a dark presence. I turned around, and there was literally nothing behind me. Does anyone know the significance of this dark figure? I'm still not sure what it was to this day. The second experience I had was when I was sleeping in the basement because we had family visiting and my grandma was sleeping in my bed. It was past midnight and I swear I could hear running back and forth in the hallway upstairs. I have two cats, but both of them were sleeping downstairs with me. I went upstairs to check and everyone was dead asleep. I continued to hear the stomping for about an hour and I remember it being really hard to fall asleep that night. The last experience I had was the scariest. My sister and I had a friend over and we were chatting about how we thought our house was haunted. My sister always complained to me about how she hears footsteps in her room, which was weird to me because I had never heard any specifically in my room. We all decided to lay in my bed and see if we could hear anything. We were all in about eighth grade or so, so of course we were doing dumb stuff like this. (laughs) We were silent for minutes on end, and then we heard a huge sound like someone had thrown something off of my nightstand. It was the craziest thing. None of us had moved a muscle, and we heard that huge sound out of the blue. We looked on the floor, and nothing had been knocked onto the ground. It made absolutely no sense whatsoever. My dad never believed us when we said we thought it was haunted. 
However, there was one time he was inside the house alone and he heard the cupboards in the kitchen opening and closing while he was in the basement. He then came outside to ask us if any of us were doing dishes. We said no, but he thought we, we said no and he said it was weird, but dismissed the whole thing. These were the experiences, uh, but I never felt unsafe. Maybe some spirits were mad we were renovating the house. I'm not sure. Let me know if you have had similar experiences. The end. Well, I think she brings up a really good point in the fact that they were renovating the house because that is known to stir paranormal activity from happening, especially when ghosts are so used to a certain setting, specifically maybe the setting that they were last alive in. That when mm-hmm. there is a disruption to that, just like most of us, we like to be in our comfort zone, they start to retaliate or they start to make themselves known that this is still my house in a way and I don't want X, Y, and Z being done. Yeah. So that, it, that change can kick up a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, but at least the kind of silver lining, I guess, is that they're, that these spirits don't seem to be hurting them. They're not malicious. They're just making themselves known and just letting them know kind of like, all right, so we're cohabitating, but this is what I want. Um, you know, let's try to, <laughs> let's try to compromise. Even though I'm not paying these fucking rent. <laughs> I ain't paying a single dime in rent, but this is what I want done with the renovations. <laughs> I want my own bathroom. I want my own bukuzi. Bukuzi. <laughs> Oh, God, I am not funny. Okay, uh, my next story is titled (laughs) Fishing Ghost. So three days ago, I was out fishing. I started fishing around 4 in the afternoon that day from shore, and probably around 9.30 p.m., I decided I was going to move spots because I wanted to try for a catfish along a channel. I drive to the new spot while taking, talking on the phone to my friend. This fishing spot is pretty regularly used by people and as an unofficial boat launch and within view of my childhood home where my mom still lives. The spot isn't lit up except by a street light around a block and a half away. As I'm pulling up, my headlights shine on the dark shape of a person right by the, uh, by the water. I pause because I don't want to fish next to a stranger in the dark in the middle of nowhere. But when I look again, the shape wasn't there, so I figured it was just my eyes as I was driving in. I get off the phone with my friend and get up, and I get myself set up by the shore, essentially where I thought I had seen the person standing because that seemed to be the best spot to set up with my chair. I sit alone in the dark for about an hour or so, and at one point I turn on my flashlight to toss my line in a different spot. It's a cloudless night, so I can see the stars, but there isn't a moon at all, so it's really quite dark, and the one street light comes down nowhere near it, illuminating the spot, nowhere close to it actually. I have my flashlight on and I get myself seated back in the chair before turning it back off. I sit there in the dark for a few minutes as my eye adjusts again when I realize that directly across the channel about 20 feet I can see my shadow in my camping chair and about 6 feet to the right of my shadow I see another shadow shaped like a person facing me. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Thinking that maybe it's just some really dark conveniently shaped foliage across the water I turn my light on only to see nothing the grasses are the same no bushes I turn my light back off and see it's still there I move around a bit with the light off to confirm my shadow hasn't doubled for some other unseen light source and I see my shadow move but not the other one I get up and over the course of five minutes I move around turning my light on and off across the shore from behind my chair around the sides behind my car we just parked about 50 feet from the shore and couldn't make that extra shadow change position or shape. I decide that I'm going to sit back down and ignore it because I don't have time for foolishness sometimes. 
I sit down in my chair <laughs> and turn off the light and realize that now the shadow has moved closer by about three feet and changed shape to being more identifiable as a person, but turns to the side as if it's standing next to me and looking at me. It was at that oh, point I decided no. that I wasn't turning the light off and it was time to go home. I thought about taking a picture or trying to, but figured even with the sni- with the night shot on my phone, it wouldn't turn out. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to see what might show up. Little background about the area, not entirely related to the story, but within a two-mile radius are two separate Native American burial mounds on the same body of water I was fishing. Archaeologists have found Native American and fur trade era artifacts all over this area, as well as in the yard of my childhood home, which was within eyesight of where I was. About a, about a mile away, also within sight, is an old and quite haunted tuberculosis hospital. Also, my childhood home was quite haunted with things involving moving, voices, apparitions, and was built and owned by the tuberculosis hospital, and over the course of time was used by nurses, the hospital cook, and when the hospital was bought by priests as a seminary, the house was lived in by some of the priests who were teaching, and there was supposedly a tunnel system leading from my old house to the hospital and another hospital building. I think the tunnel was located in the woods behind our house, as I found concrete slabs that looked like they would have been used for a tunnel, but the tunnel was filled in long ago. The end. Ooh. What if... What if... No, never mind. What? I was going to say, what if someone died in the tunnel and got buried in, but that wouldn't happen. But that would be spooky. That would be spooky. Well, but I mean, who knows what? Well, hmm. it could be if it was like a super long tunnel and like the your voice couldn't carry um, after like a certain amount of like time, and mm-hmm. like, all right, anyone down there? I'm here. I can't hear anything. All right, just mm-hmm. up, you know. We can't find Frank. That's weird. No, <laughs> must have just went home early for lunch. <laughs> but yeah, this is so horrifying. You're by yourself night fishing you see a shadow that you cannot change for the life of you even though you're accounted for every single thing that could possibly make this fucking shadow Mm -hmm. then you go back to where you are and it's even closer to you that's a smart ghost right there that is the perfect way to haunt somebody and just fuck with their head that ghost is doing it right yeah, true. That I feel like that's what I would do if I was a ghost. Because if that I would just happens fuck with people's me, heads just for entertainment. Like if that if I were the person that experienced this ghost, I would fucking shit my pants. <laughs> I would like I think I would literally drop a crap right in my seat, leave the chair there because it's tainted, and just go the fuck home. I yeah, can true. never, never. That is horrifying. But it, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it was a negative spirit. But I don't. It just doesn't seem right to me. It just doesn't yeah. seem right. Especially, it seems like it's, like, getting closer to him. Like, was he trying to touch Especially him? Especially with the light off, and then he turns it on, and it's closer. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, the video that I posted the other day on Just Ghoulie Things. Yes. Follow us, Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. All right, Lily. What's your next story? Okay. My next story is called, Drum Roll: The Figure in White. Of course it is. <laughs> Why is it I know. Green? I read this. I was like, I have to choose it. This one is also a little long. All right. I'm buckled in. in. Okay. So I'm new to this subreddit, but I've been thinking about posting here for a while because I'm someone who has had a lot of amazing and unfortunate paranormal and spiritual experiences in the past. And I should mention that I'm also a seer. So that's kind of a huge part of why I think I attract weird things to me because I don't do it on purpose. Yes, I was also born this way. And no, I don't like identifying as a medium, even though that's technically what I am. 
No offense to any of you that are, it's just a personal thing. I've seen a lot of weird crap, but I saw something a couple of days ago in the early morning that caught me off guard because it was very different from anything I've ever encountered before. The day before, I had become suddenly attracted to watching this show I had initially written off as ridiculous and having no plot on Netflix. And as soon as I began watching it, I realized it was about a psychic, which I had no idea. And eventually, they introduced a character that was a medium and could see people's guardian spirits. Ooh, I want to know what show this is. Um, something about this character and the fact that he was in contact with his and other people's guardians brought up a sore spot for me. And I got upset, asking out loud to anything there why mine hadn't come through for me when I had been attacked in the past by evil spirits while I was sleeping before I fully become aware of what I was. Um, this all started when I was barely 15 years old, and to say I went through hell and back because of the trauma these attacks caused me would be an understatement. And why they still refused to help me, even though I had asked um, and tried my best to keep my faith in them. It's something I've been hurting um, over for a long time. Because I've been saved from near-death experiences on other occasions, but it's really hurt me that nobody helped me when I was being brutally attacked while I was unconscious and barely able to fight back. I really want to think there's something I don't understand, that there's more to it, and that I do have a guardian angel the way I thought I did, and that they love me, but it's hard when you've been made to feel so abandoned and hurt. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Um, I went to bed that night upset because I had received no answer, but in the early hours of the morning, I picked up on something as I was sleeping. I felt a tall male presence standing right next to my bed where I was, where I was facing him as I slept uh, on my right side, and I could feel that I was being stared at intensely. He just stood there silently, and I picked up on his aura at first, seeing it as a vivid mix of red and pure white emitting from and surrounding him. As I continued to lay there, becoming more aware of his presence, he became clear to me in my mind's eye, and I saw him for a moment as a figure dressed in a pure white cloak that obscured his face and body, but that on the front of it, in the very center of his chest, he looked like he had been bleeding out because I saw what looked like giant blood stains coming, coming from and spreading around that specific area. I was confused by what I was seeing, and it's hard to say what emotions I picked up from this being, but I think I felt grief, sadness, and maybe even anger, but I'm really not sure about those last two. He may also have felt off to me, like he was wrong, which is a good indicator of a demonic presence but I really couldn't say if it was something good or evil this time or if it even had the intention of hurting me because I never picked up on that. I woke up startled and angry that this strange spirit had somehow gotten into my house and was watching me sleep, and I asked who and what it was and or what it wanted from me, but I have yet to receive an answer. This may have been because I was kind of rude, though. I looked it up, and some people say it could be our guardian angel, but I'm really not sure about that. Lately, I'm not even sure if I have one. So my question for any of you willing to answer this thread, do you know uh, do you know what this could have been or why it was watching me sleep and why it showed itself to me? What it might want or if you've experienced anything similar to this before? Also, the bit about it having red in its aura and bleeding out from the center of its chest really put me off because I've never seen something like that before either. No, there were visible cuts 
no, there were no visible cuts or wounds or even a weapon to inflict this. The blood was coming from somewhere under its cloak. I'd, be, I'd really appreciate some feedback because I'd like to know what I am dealing with and if I need to get rid of it somehow. The end. This is a weird story to unpack. Yeah. There's a lot here. A lot. Um, wow. I mean, it's so hard because when you go through like, something where you're getting abused or you're getting assaulted and like, you really want to believe that you have a guardian angel, but it's things like that that you are totally in the right to question whether or not you have a guardian angel. I personally believe everyone has angels and guardian angels. Um, I agree. And, and that's what a few comments said, I think, too, if I remember correctly. You know, unfortunately, I, I don't think that... I don't think that we should point the finger at these guardian angels and think that they are going to solve everything every single problem and every single hardship we're going to go through because if that were the case then none of us would die you know like if they were yeah, supposed to be there to um but yeah i mean it i can only imagine how lost this person must have felt and i can just like i can't even like put into words or like in i can't even try to like step in their shoes of how they would have felt um mm -hmm. in regards to this being that they saw um it sounds like something dark if there's something bleeding out i don't i don't know like what what do you take from this i really can't so this made me think of have you ever seen the movie spirited away no okay so it's this movie about i mean it's about a lot of stuff but basically there's this bathhouse where spirits come and to you know like take baths and stuff obviously and <laughs> there's all these different types of spirits and it reminded me of just, like, a lost spirit looking for guidance. Ah, so do you think maybe because both this person is lost in, like, their beliefs and this spirit may also be lost, that they're kind of, they're, the, the spirit's trying to connect with this person to try to kind of use each other to support each other and, like... It could be that it was just looking for direction and saying, you know, if you're a seer, could you help me? Maybe viewing them you. as the guardian. Yeah. Huh. That's a... Wow. Awesome, Lily. Yeah, I didn't even... I mean, I've never seen the movie, so I couldn't have never put those connections together, but... It just... It's... The the description of it made it seem like it would fit right in in the spirit bathhouse. Okay, so I take back... So I take back it seeming demonic. Now I think that it's a... I think it's a good spirit just lost. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. I like that. All right. So, uh... Speaking of not talking about demonic things, now I'm going to talk about demonic things titled Demonic Stories from My Haunted Childhood Home. Ooh. When I was a kid, I grew up in a house that had a ton of ghost activity in Puerto Rico, where I'm from. Honestly, my opinion, demonic even. For me, uh, for background, me, my parents, and my two siblings all had experiences. When my parents first moved in, their bed would shake at night, and it didn't stop until they had the house blessed by a priest. My brother once was crying uncontrollably at the top of his bunk bed and refused to look up because he said there was a demon on the ceiling laughing at him. He was 13 at the time, and none of us could see it. My sister's room was the worst, though. She would wake up crying from nightmares almost every night. I found out a couple of years ago from my mom that apparently an old man died in the house before we moved in, but he must have been evil or something because, interestingly enough, the next house we moved to, two people committed suicide in, and we never experienced any activity at all. So anyways, here are my two worst stories I had in that particular house. 
first one was at my in my sister's room. I was maybe 11 or 12 at this point. For some reason, I had to sleep in her, be- in her bedroom that night. I think we had a family member over, so they slept in my bed, which was bigger. I was terrified and didn't want to sleep in there because my sister waking up crying every night with nightmares. I just did not want to be a part of it. I remember I was <laughs> I remember I was so scared something was going to happen looking around the room for a while until I finally started to calm down when nothing was happening. There was a huge tall box in the middle of the room from a fridge we just bought and I looked over at it and noticed there was a pitch black shadow leaning next to the box peering over at me and as soon as I saw it it hid behind the box. As soon as this happened my vision got blurry and distorted and I couldn't scream for maybe 5 minutes but it felt like an eternity. Then it went away. I ran out of the room to tell my parents. I read somewhere that a pitch black shadow of a person was demonic, so this definitely scared me even more. See, I like take that story, and I would at first think it was like sleep paralysis, maybe. Yeah. But it definitely could have been a demonic spirit as well, since it doesn't seem like this is the first experience in this room. Yeah, or the only. Yeah. So second one is my least favorite memory, and even talking about it slash typing, it gives me chills and makes me uncomfortable. At this point, I was maybe 13. I was in the living room laying on the couch, and I remember my parents were fighting about something in their bedroom, but it was getting pretty bad. It ended up moving into the living room where I was at. They were screaming at each other pretty bad. Then all of a sudden, my mom gets silent, closes her eyes, and wouldn't respond to my dad. All of a sudden, she starts saying she's Satan, that he's taken over her and won't let go, and my dad's telling my dad he's his instrument and a sinner, that he should kill himself. Both my parents are extremely religious at this point, so I can never imagine my mom faking this. She just kept saying all these horrible things to my dad. He got his Bible and was reading passages to her, and she just kept laughing and saying that wasn't going to do anything. All while I'm laying there on the couch, scared to death, and my siblings peering from the hallway, too scared to come in. The absolute worst part about it, though, was that she would go from saying horrible things to dad, then she would turn and and look at me, smiling with those horrible eyes. If you've seen videos of someone possessed, you'll know what I'm talking about. Asking me, are you okay? Do you need anything? Are you hungry? Why do you look so scared? I won't hurt you. I love you. (laughs) Then go back to my dad and say horrible things to him. Oof. Uh, eventually my dad called someone from my church to read more Bible passages to her and she locked herself in her room and then she came out normal a few hours later. It's never left me. As soon as I saw her eyes, I knew that that wasn't my mom. I'm 25 now and I still wonder why that thing in my, uh, in my mom was being so nice to me when it was saying it was a demon. We moved a few years later and never had any more experiences. It was definitely that house. The end. That's scary as hell. If I... You know how you see in those movies and, like, for example, in a, in a horror movie, the parents get possessed and you see them, like, fucking crawling and blood coming out of their face and, like, all uh-huh. this crazy shit. And then, mm-hmm. they, then like, at the end of the movie, they flash back six months later and they're all going to school and they're all happy playing in a backyard. I'm like, how the fuck? I would be in intense therapy for those six <laughs> months. I would not be anywhere near my family and acting like everything is fine. It is not fine. That is traumatic as hell. True. Yeah, that is a weird story. And, I I mean, especially, like, Puerto Rico, like, a lot of them are very, like, a lot of people from Puerto Rico are very religious. Mm -hmm. And even talking about the devil is, like, that's a big no-no. It's very, yeah. So, for her to act like the devil and say things, saying she's the devil, I don't think this woman would ever, ever, ever say. Even as a joke. Let alone being mad, and you know, even the way her eyes changed, you can't just do mm-hmm. that. So uh, definitely, yeah. definitely, some negative activity attached to these people. 
Um, but luckily, it was able to just stay in that house and not carry on to their next uh, their next place. What gets me is the going back and forth from like being like angry and like having that like eyes, the eyes glaze over and everything, mm-hmm. and then being like, "Oh, I'm not gonna hurt you. I love you. Are you okay? Do you need anything?" Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Weird. That's scary. That 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 makes it a little worse mm-hmm. to me, at least. Oh, for sure. Okay. This next one I chose because I feel like it's something that would happen to me. It's called "I think I was slapped in the face." <laughs> I was at work and found a and found out a coworker was a medium and we were talking. All of a sudden, I feel a sharp sting on my cheek and it starts to get hot and swollen to the point where others noticed. It was just my one cheek. It felt like someone had backhanded me across the face. My coworker said I have a spirit of a young boy that likes to cause mischief. Like he's not bad, he just likes to pull pranks. A few days later, I talked with my aunt who is very close with another with another medium. And she had asked if I had been finding myself waking up at odd times in the night. I told her I have been. She said it's most likely the same spirit that, quote, slapped me. (laughs) He's probably messing around at night and waking me up. So she said to keep salt by my bed. I will try it tonight and see what happens. The end. That's definitely something that would happen to you, Lily. (laughs) Yes, right? I could definitely picture a spirit just being like, you know what? that's how bored these spirits are getting they just start fucking slapping people now they're just slapping people they're like you know what i'm so i'm getting tired of you being in the house so much this is my space you're supposed to be working and shit i need you out now because i have to smack some sense into you (laughs) that's it that's it that's my that's my guardian angel smacking sense in me like i can't do this anymore get your shit together lily you know in the Incredibles when Edna Mo goes, pull yourself together. Yes. Oh my god. That's what would happen. I would get like a triple, triple slap <laughs> from a ghost. Well, at least they're taking the right precautions and salting and saging and doing all that good stuff. Hopefully they don't get yeah. slapped again. But if they do, I'd love to hear a follow up and laugh about it some more. I love exactly. laughing at other people's expense. You know, <laughs> it's soothing. It cleanses the soul. <laughs> all right. My next story is Dad said goodbye through the radio. So my family talks about this specific occasion very often, and we all can't just chalk it up to a coincidence. So my father was diagnosed with lung cancer, small cell carcinoma carcinoma in 2017. He was a smoker and worked on Water Street in the years after 9-11. I don't want to say he knew he had it coming, but once the cough didn't go away, he just knew. We were always really close and confided in each other about a lot of things. So after the cancer diagnosis, we would meet up three nights a week by my new apartment and just sit in his car and bullshit. One day he said to me, Laura, don't let them open that casket. Please don't let anyone see me like that. And my heart fucking sank. I said something along the lines of, all right, dad, let's not even worry about that now. But I got you. I can't, re- I can't remember an exact time frame, but sometime during that, uh, after that, during one of our visits, he said satisfaction by the rolling stones you gotta play that during the eulogy and right then and there i knew he was gonna die i just knew it he didn't look sick or act sick his skin lost its peachy tones while he was going for treatment but other than that 
and a cough, he looked fine. A few weeks later, he went to the hospital on a Tuesday and was immediately brought to the ICU, not acting like a sick person at all. He was full of piss and vinegar and wanted to go home. We tried so hard to get him home. It was actually arranged for a high-flow machine to be delivered, and I would start caring for him at home. He died the next Tuesday around 11 p.m. Let's cut to the day of his funeral procession. I asked everyone when to play that song, and we all decided we would listen to it at the cemetery after all the prayers were said and done. I guess my dad had other plans and decided, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> As we were all pulling out of the parking lot, I put on Q104.3, and there it is. Those unforgettable beginning chords of satisfaction by the rolling fucking stones. I couldn't believe it. I just slammed the horn and raised the volume as loud as I could as my boyfriend was texting the group chat to put on Q104.3 immediately. I don't know how the fuck the universe aligned like that right at the perfect moment, but it's the second greatest moment of my life besides the birth of my son last August. It used to be my number one. The end. Oh. That's so sweet. And that, that just song's shows. a banger too. That dad has good good taste. <laughs> like, I love how this dad just seems like such a free spirit. And I was like, you know what? Fucking play the Rolling Stones. Don't be playing that sad bagpipe music at my funeral. <laughs> I want good music. I want to yeah. hear. Yeah, I want to hear my bangers as I get lowered into the ground. Are you kidding me? Me too. I relate to that. I I you know what? Besides the fact that like I, I want to be like a tree when I die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like be put in a tree pod. Um, I would want my I would want my funeral to be a celebration. Like I I hate when people are sad, so I wouldn't yeah. want my final memories to be in a sad situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would want it to be fun and laughing and like fucking popcorn machines and shit. Like I would want yes. it, like my favorite music playing. Like why does it have to always be so sad? Like it should be celebrating these people's last like the moment the moments you have with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. Definitely this dad this dad did it right. I think so. He took it into his own hands. Exactly. Sometimes you just got to do that. Sometimes you got to just say fuck it and that's you got to have the radio thing system too. as a ghost. Yeah, you know what? That's such a dad thing too. It's like, you know what? These people don't know what they're doing. I just got to take this into my own hands and be the DJ. <laughs> All right, Lily, what's your last story? My last story is called Wholesome Spirit. This story happened a couple of years ago. I had lost my great-grandmother to cancer a couple of years before this incident. I was in my room and got up to go to my closet. I remember that I had something I wanted to find, but I didn't know where it was. I thought to check my closet because I have a couple of things stored in there. I was on the floor rifling through my box of things. I was dead set on finding this item because I really needed it. I don't remember what I was looking for, though. All of a sudden, I smell a scent. It was a light, good scent. It smelled familiar. As soon as I realized what it was, I froze in my tracks. It was her. I paused with my arms stuck in the position they were in when I was looking in the box. Terrified, I slowly turned around to see nothing. I even stood and walked a couple of feet out of my closet just to make sure I was alone. Honestly, all I could do was stand there frozen. I didn't know what to do or how to react. The smell dissipated not too long after I walked out of my closet. I have no clue what made her visit me, of all people. I wasn't even thinking of her in that moment because all I was concerned about was the missing item. That was the only thing on my mind. Maybe it's because I'm sensitive to spirits, but how could she know that? Also, I wonder what took her so long. She visited me twice in my dreams after she died, but this was a while before the closet situation. I haven't smelled her since. 
I remember hearing her say years ago that whenever she died, she wouldn't bother us if she paid us a visit. I see she still kept her promise. Aww. How sweet is that? Well, I find it interesting this person notes that they're sensitive, but also questions how spirits know when someone's a sensitive. That is true. That's something I never even thought of. I just think that I just think that from that other that other side, they're just there's maybe like they sense like there's an aura or something that we have that yeah. is sent out that spirits can detect. Maybe there's got to be something. There has to be something that the human eye, the living human eye, can't see. Yeah. Uh, so it's an interesting story. It's very sweet. Just you know, reassurance that there is something after this. That our loved ones are still looking after us. Um, and you know, if you keep a promise to somebody, after, you know, if you have a promise with the loved one for when they go to the other side, or you go to the other side. Um, it's possible to, you know, keep that promise still. And it doesn't have to happen the next day, but when it needs to happen, it will happen. Yeah, I, I think it's sweet just stopping by to check in. Yeah. I think we all need that sometimes, even when we don't yeah. think we need it. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes when you don't think you need it is when you need it the most because it hasn't even occurred to you. Exactly, exactly. You we get don't, so wrapped up in yourself sometimes. We don't take care of ourselves the way we need to. We really don't. No. So sometimes our spirit guides have to do it for us. Yeah. Okay. So my last story is titled, It All Started With an Instagram Story. So information before I start the story. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just burped. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep that in. Uh, Before I start the story, me and my friends included in the story met on Twitter and FaceTime a lot. I live in Michigan, Hannah lives in Georgia, Bree lives in North Carolina, and B, pronounced like the letter B, lives in Turkey. This is a 100% true story of what's been going on with me and my friends who all think it's paranormal. So on May 9th, uh, 2020, at 2.37 a.m., which is the start of all this, me and my friend Brie were on FaceTime and wanted to know what a specific model looked like when she was younger. As we looked through her Instagram posts, we started getting a really strange feeling. We felt as if the pictures were staring into our souls. It sounds weird, but it's true. I went on her Instagram story. I heard only static and could only make out two words out of the whole thing. The words were quiet and whisper. I played it a second time so Brie could hear, and she couldn't, so I played it a third time, and that time she heard it, and it scared us both, And but we thought nothing of it. Since I hear the words, I wanted to know if there was a way to look up something to get rid of the static. Right when I opened a new tab on my laptop, my laptop glitched, and all the Wi-Fi shut off, and our call went, to, uh, went one pause. She was texting me, asking me what was going on, and once I texted her asking what happened, our text went through. After I got everything figured out, my computer said, something went wrong, someone is trying to steal your info. I quickly exited out of everything that I had opened on my laptop. A few minutes after we started calming down a bit, a text popped up, uh, a text from her popped up. It was a picture of that model saying that she kind of looked like Loren Gray in that picture. Later that day, around 11.17 p.m., I was listening to music. My computer did that static thing again, but I knew there was nothing wrong with my laptop because before that happened, I used my computer a lot that day. I restarted my laptop, and it worked perfectly fine. I then sent a video to the group chat about it working again. My friend Bree, a B, then uh, then watched the video, and her phone shuts off, and it was at 62%. On May 10th, 2020, my room started smelling really bad. On May 11, 2020, a YouTuber named Corey, Corey Labari died in a car accident. I felt as if I lived through this moment. The entire day, I felt like I had already lived through this. On May 13, 2020, I was on FaceTime with Bree uh, again, 
I went to, let's see, I went to my basement to show her where these handprints on my wall were, even though they weren't there anymore due to remodeling. I was in my basement and I heard a door slam shut. I was home alone. That night I was on the phone with Brie and seen a shadow figure just standing there while I, while later I left the call. Uh, Brie and Hannah were on FaceTime and eventually ended the call. That night, Brie called Hannah, yet Brie's phone called Hannah. They were on the call for three minutes until Hannah said, Brie, are you there? All Brie was doing was scrolling through TikTok, minding her own business. They stayed on the phone, and Brie said that Hannah's bed started shaking for no reason at all. A YouTube duo all of us watch called Sam and Colby... And they and their two friends stayed at a haunted hotel. One of their friends' name is Corey Schreier and Jake Weber. While they were asleep, Corey's phone called Colby without him actually calling Colby. Another, th- another thing during that video was that the bed started shaking with no reason at all. We talked about it and put two and two together. Then I remembered something. In that video, Corey's brother texted him saying he saw a shadow figure, what they call the shadow man. Corey was 14 when he first saw the Shadow Man. His brother was 14 and saw the Shadow Man. I am also 14. So it seems like all of their experiences are aligning up with a YouTube video that they saw after the fact. That's spooky. Uh Uh-huh. So one time, not sure which day, my laptop was at a full charge and it turned off. And when I turned it back on, it was almost dead. A day or two after, I got a fortune cookie and it said, listen to your friends these next few days to get answers you seek. We all found that creepy because of what had been going on. So on May 16th, 2020, I was watching YouTube on my laptop and it randomly opened to a psychic reading website. Another day, my friend sent a screenshot of something on Twitter mentioning the model and my phone glitched out right when I pressed the screenshot. On May 22nd, 2020 at 621 AM, my phone sent a text message to Bree saying, did you hang up? And it was nothing like how I text and I never sent that text message. Later that night, we were on FaceTime, and it showed that Brie hung up when she never did. This is some weird shit. On, this is spooky kooky Yeah. On May, 20, uh, May 22nd, 2020, at 7.17 p.m., I saw a shadow figure walking outside. When I went to look again, nobody was outside at all. Ten minutes before that, my friend B said that she saw the exact same thing. I think I saw the shadow man. On May 23rd, 2020, I watched a video from Haley Reese called Have You Seen the Shadow Man? When I watched it and she said that it starts off as you feel like someone is watching you and then you start seeing the shadow man, that's how it started for me and it was feeling as if someone was watching me when I'm alone. Later that day, Bree sent me a Snapchat showing a bruise that she woke up with. She said she felt a pain on her leg and seen the bruise. The same day, B said she felt her bed shaking. On May 24th, 2020, B realized one of our friends on Twitter that was helping us with this situation deactivated their account. We thought we all did something wrong. And on, on May 25th, 2020, their account was back up. We asked our other friends on Twitter, and they said they didn't see anything wrong with their account. On May 24th, we were all on FaceTime again. Hannah mentioned that she had a balloon filled with helium on her bed and that it was on a very short, and it was on a very, very short string. She then continued on saying that it looked like someone pushed the balloon down while being attached to her, to her bed. She was alone in her room, though. The same day, around 10 minutes later, I heard someone say, okay, bye. Nobody in my house said it, and nobody on FaceTime did either. Then at 12.30 a.m., yeah, then at 12.30 a.m., I heard tapping on my window. Ever since this all started, I get random scratches and bruises for no reason at all. The end. 
holy shit, this is a lot. This this is like a little, this sounds like a Netflix movie. Right? And this is just, this is a quarantine spooky story special where all of these, all of these friends are experiencing these weird phenomenon together. Wow. And it's interesting. That's such, like all I can say to this is just wow. This is such a, um, like a Gen Z sort of paranormal story because it's all of these younger kids that, um, are all connected through the internet, all talking mm-hmm. to each other, yet their only connection is the internet, yet they're all still having kind of similar paranormal experiences happening to them. And they happen to find these kind of um, explanations for this paranormal activity through YouTube videos of YouTubers that they follow. Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah, it's, it's such a much. weird situation. That's like Gen Z. It's spooky. It's spooky uh-huh. with a Z. Spooky. Spooky. Spooky kookyuki. But hopefully they figure that out, because I would not want to be waking up with random bruises on myself. Yeah, no way. That's scary. All right, guys. So that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 68. Thank you so much for listening. And Lily, do you have anything to wrap the episode up with? Um, Can't think of anything today. Lo and behold, I have nothing to say. Lily is speechless. (laughs) Lily is speechless. That is the point of this episode today, that Lily is speechless. All right. Let's go through our Instagrams and Facebooks and Twitters. And I sound like my mother when I say that. I say Twitters. The Twitters. The Twitters and the Facebooks. All right. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram at... Just Cooly Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and... At Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Cooly Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Cooly Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Cooly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience they'd like to share in our show, feel free to email us at justcoolythingspodcast@gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Thangs, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.